When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. Hi, everyone. Welcome, 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 welcome. I am super excited about today's episode. Um, Yeah, so everyone, you can see by the title of this episode, I will be doing an overall impressions of the devil judge. Um, I'm going to go ahead and preference that I may struggle a little bit through this episode because for some reason I am just quite emotional over this drama. It's, and it's not because it's the saddest drama out there or, you know, that it completely broke my heart into tiny little pieces or anything, but it's just because for some reason, the way this drama made me feel is just very emotional. Like it just gave me a lot of feelings. <laughs> I, and I just want to, you know, kind of start this overall impressions Um, by simply stating off the bat that I'm absolutely in love with this drama. So this is nothing but a love song to The Devil Judge. So if you aren't here for that, (laughs) then oh well. (laughs) Um, And and it's funny because I also didn't even want to record this episode so soon um, because I felt like I wanted to gather a lot of my thoughts before sitting down and recording. Um, But of course, I recognize that I want to be timely (laughs) since the drama just ended last weekend. Um, And so, you know, I need to do that. But then also, I, I feel like I need to just talk about this drama so that it can stop weighing on me so much. Uh, and yes, I know I sound really dramatic um, for this to be like a, some kind of, you know, K-drama review. Um, and that is because I am being dramatic. And I, I, hey, this is how I feel about this drama. And I'm not going to apologize for that. <laughs> so if you don't mind listening to me go on and on about this drama and how it made me feel for who knows how long um, this episode is going to be, uh, please keep listening. Um, and I will say that before I kind of get jump into it all, there may be spoilers in this, but nothing too, nothing too serious. Not uh, any huge or very important plot points would will be spoiled in this kind of little overall impressions. I'm doing. I'm going to do my best not to um, spoil spoil huge plot moments or plot points. Um, so you could actually listen to this. I believe. Um, before watching the drama because honestly I want this to be uh, some something that you can listen to to convince you <laughs> to watch this drama so I'm gonna try my best not to give any spoilers so it's not a real legitimate it's not a review um it's just me kind of spouting out some thoughts um and the impressions that I was left with after finishing this entire drama 
Um, so yeah, let's let's see. Where should we start? Um, I think um, I'm going to start with a quick synopsis. And I'm saying a synopsis, but it's not a synopsis. I'm just going to basically give you some um, detail, some setting as far as like where we enter when we start this drama and kind of like give that setup. Not an overall synopsis or anything like that. Just kind of a quick setup. <laughs> um, so basically we're introduced uh, when we start this drama into this future version of Korea and it's um, a virtual dystopian Korea and that terminology was not something that I was even familiar with but the show is what it that's what the show called itself a virtual dystopia um, version of Korea and I you know I was like wait what does that mean but they basically define that as a time where the government is completely corrupt and that is the space that the citizens are living in and kind of having to operate in um so so yeah when we first meet our characters in this Korea we are introducing them as they are creating a live court program or like a live court television show um and this means that their court system which is like their supreme court system will be televised for the entire country so that citizens uh, can actually vote and help cast judgment on the criminals that are on trial so this is what we are kind of starting with when we enter the story and we are also introduced to our main judge of this court who is supposed to be heading it um and he's just basically a celebrity um he's super charismatic he is handsome and very well spoken and he's leading this court on tv and from of the entire country. Um, the show also cast um, two other judges to star alongside our chief judge. And they're basically hired because they're young and good looking and will be perfect for TV, right? Um, so those three judges kind of make up this core court system. Um, and then um, they will be helping our chief judge bring criminals to justice or whatever and that's kind of the world that we enter into in this futuristic dystopian korea where the government is completely corrupted <laughs> so that's just a quick and dirty synopsis um of the drama or where we'll where we start when we um first start the drama um but before i kind of go into my overall thoughts and impressions of the drama i do want to give a little bit more information um to kind of help set up the scene um because you know like set the stage because that's also very like a prominent um concept in this drama like the setting of a stage um a performance because they are on tv um in this in this drama they have a you know tv show that they're shooting so i want to kind of set the stage a little bit more um so that i can you know do justice <laughs> no pun intended <laughs> to to the drama um so i'm gonna go through some characters um so that that can kind of help explain a little bit more when i start talking and throwing out character names you'll know who i'm referring to so like i said in the synopsis we have this courtroom um, where this live court is being held and this tv show is being shot um, and in that courtroom we have three judges we have the chief judge or the head judge and his name is kong yohan and he is played by the magnificent ji sung um, and then we also have two other judges um, that's 
um, Jin Young playing Kim Gaeyeon, and we also have Kim Jae Kyung playing Oh Jinju. Um, and so those are our three judges, and they are very there are key players in this live court and its success and failure. Um, um, but next we have some supporting characters that operate around the live court. <laughs> um, I'm basically trying to paint this picture of the live court as the center of this, you know, story's universe. And then everyone else operates outside of that, around that space. Um, so outside we have two people related to Kim Gaon. He um, has his former professor and current Supreme Court Justice Min Jung-ho. And then we also have um, a police officer who is Gaon's best friend and the love of his life, actually. <laughs> and her name is Yoon Soo-hyun. Um, and then some people that we have outside again who are tied to Kang Yohan. Um, we have Jung Son- Sona, Sona, and she is played by the lovely Kim Min Jung, and she is um, a secretary, but at some point she becomes a chairwoman of this foundation. And the foundation, I will explain a little bit later when I talk a little bit about her. Um, and then Johan also has his family, which is um, his niece, Kang Elia, um, and his nieces who he takes care of after the death of her parents. That is, and that is his brother and sister-in-law. So those are kind of some key players outside of the courtroom. Um, and then we also have the government. And I'm just going to lump them all together because, again, the story is based off of this dystop- this virtual dystopia of Korea where it's about this government that is completely um, corrupted. And so all the characters that operate in that space, um, they are basically just going to be lumped into as the government and they are in direct opposition to the live court in Kang Yohan. So that is the kind of setup that you need to know. <laughs> um, and the main, those are kind of like the, all the main players in this drama. So now we're ready to finally get into my overall thoughts, um, and impressions that I was left with, um, about this drama, uh, which I'm super excited about. So as I've already said in the beginning, I absolutely love this drama or I'm technically in love with this drama because I can't stop watching specific scenes of the drama and I've rewatched multiple episodes after the airing of them and I keep thinking about this drama and it's just sticking with me longer than any other drama really has this year. Um, I, and I don't think that's because this plot or the story is anything that I wasn't familiar with or um, it was such a new and, and exciting different take on some, you know, old idea or anything like that. But it has to be the performances in this drama. Um, they touched me, I think, just immensely. <laughs> that's what's sticking with me. And what makes me rewatch all these scenes over and over again? Um, it's the performances. Ah, so good. Um, and the uh, what, something I will say is that 
for this to be a political drama with all the kind of political intrigue and turmoil and the, you know, dirty dealings of government and the government's abuse of power, you know, for that to be this type of drama, it was done in such an entertaining way. Um, it was really funny and sardonic at times, um, and it made me think, like, you know, if you think about a political drama that you've liked in the past, um, at least for me, I've liked political dramas sometimes, but it was the politics side of the drama that would actually kind of bore me a little. Um, and so I would always be a little frustrated that, you know, I couldn't just, I wanted to just fast forward a lot of those scenes. But that wasn't the case at all for me in this drama. Um, when our main characters, um, Johan or Gion weren't on screen and instead you know we were watching scenes with some of the big wigs from the government and even their conversations were entertaining and sometimes funny or laughable Um, and it just kept me interested even when our leads you know weren't on screen interacting with these other characters so to me that's always a great sign because that's not the case with a lot of dramas, especially with political or courtroom dramas. Like sometimes you're always like waiting for the main characters to come back on screen. And I didn't have that problem or issue at all. Um, So I have to say that is one of the kind of first things I noted about why I was enjoying this drama so much. Um, And the other thing that I really enjoyed was the revenge plot, um, the hate to love, and the found family aspects of this drama. Um, And and yes, those themes are obviously nothing new to K-dramas. You can find them in a lot of K-dramas, absolutely. Um, And definitely not necessarily all at once (laughs) but these are some of my favorite tropes um in stories and dramas and this drama had all of them together so it was like win 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 for me um i'm first going to talk about the revenge plot aspects because the revenge plot is from kang johan's perspective and that he has experienced a traumatic event um, in the past that caused him the loss of his brother and his nieces um, and caused his niece to not be able to walk. And so he takes it upon himself to get in a position as a judge to kind of bring down the government, essentially. And when I say the government, I'm putting air quotes around each time because again, I'm talking about a whole bunch of people involved in there. but. You know, this revenge plot, to me, felt, you know, justified to some degree in the beginning. But also, it didn't at points. (laughs) Um, Instead, it seemed more like this evil plan of this evil villain, i.e. the devil judge, Johan. Um, And that's what made this revenge plot trope feel a little bit different and a little bit more exciting and not regurgitated, you know, because it kept me as the audience wondering if I should be supporting his revenge or if I just wanted Johan to stop and just leave it and keep, and it kept me going back and forth with that. Um, And so it made for a really good 
you know, watching experience. I love it when a drama like makes you think and makes you like, you know, you're not just passively laying there or sitting there watching the drama. Instead, you're basically, it has your, your mind, you know, the wheels in your mind turning and you're just like, what, what should I think? What should I believe? Why, why is this happening? You know, it makes you feel like you're participating. And I absolutely love that, um, about this drama. And I like that it was tied to the revenge plot. Um, the, the other trope I mentioned was the hate to love one. Ooh, I love me a good hate to love. Um, Mm, our love hate situation um and it wasn't the hate to love for a typical you know lead couple um but it was a hate to love situation for Kang Johan and Kim Gayon Gayon labels himself early on in the drama as Judas to um Johan because he's actually brought into the live court um as this kind of you know other judge but he's brought in as someone who is supposed to get to know Johan and find his weaknesses so that he can help bring down Johan um early on he is fed um, that Johan is evil and he isn't good for the justice system and he's too radical and he needs to be tamed. Um, so Gaian doesn't like Johan in the beginning and he is trying to tear him down. But of course, in the typical hate to love fashion, the character, you know, who's supposed to be hating in the beginning, they end up putting themselves themselves in a position where they actually really get to know the other character and then they realize so much more about the person and that hate ends up turning into love. Um, However, like I said, this trope did vary for me um, because Gaion's hate and his love for Johan kept wavering. At some points, he would be Johan's biggest fan and supporter and like, yes, love you. You're the best. I believe in you. Um, and then other times he would be convinced that Johan must be stopped and he was nothing but the devil. Um, and that back and forth, again, made for a lot of push and pull that kept me invested in their relationship. Um and I'm saying relationship because, you know, it was a relationship, but it wasn't romantic um, in, per se, but it definitely had the chemistry and vibes of a romantic one, if you ask me. So I'm just going to put that out there right off the bat. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the other trope um, I enjoyed was the found family one. I love a good found family scenario when you know, like you know, people have to kind of join forces together and they find that they are better together than separate. And you know, they're strangers in the beginning, and then now they become you know, it's t- deeply tied and invested to one another. Oh, I love a found family scenario. Um, so that was again one that I enjoyed in this drama and it wasn't you know anything I mean it was beautiful (laughs) let me just say that it was super sweet and it was endearing and it was so loving um for it to be you know such a dark and kind of satirical drama and I feel like I needed those moments because 
yes, if I didn't have them, I feel like I would have been like writhing in pain while watching this entire drama. So I was really glad to have some relief with those types of sweet moments. Um, and the found family in this story is Johan and Guyon and his and um, Johan's niece, Elia, uh, which is such a beautiful name, isn't it? Um, it's spelled like Elijah from the Bible um, because this drama actually has a lot of religious and biblical aspects to it. Um, and uh, Elia's father's name was Isaac. So yeah, there, there's that connection. Um, but their chemistry as like a little family unit was so good. It was like Johan was like her mother and Guyon was her father and they were, or vice versa or whatever. And they were like raising this teenager together at points. And you know, that's not what was really happening in the story or on the show, but the way their chemistry was on screen, um, that's how it read a lot of times to me. And it was so fun and it was cute and funny at times. And it was much, it was very much needed in this drama. Um, and it also set up the relationship, um, Johan's relationship with Guyon to then become a weakness for him in his kind of battle in the war against the government. Um, so that was done really well from at least a kind of like narrative or writing um, perspective, at least. I thought so. <laughs> and I might be biased because I absolutely, again, love this drama. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, those are, you know, some of my standout favorite aspects to this drama. Um, but in typical Lola fashion, you know, your girl has to highlight my ultimate favorite thing about any drama that I love uh, because usually it's always wonderful and amazing and moving characters. You, if you've been listening to me for a while now, you know that's what sets you know a good drama to absolutely amazing drama um, for me, like th- what they did with their characters. Um, so yes, we have some stellar characters in this drama with stellar performances by the actors. Um, oh, yes, one of the top, um, top, top characters in this drama is definitely Jung Sona. And she is played by, again, the lovely Kim Min Jung. Her character... It's one of the villains who operates in that government space. Um, Because when we meet her, she's the secretary for the chairman of the foundation. Um, And this foundation basically is the entity that supports all the kind of philanthropic things that the country country is supposedly doing, um, which we realize that they're not really doing. Um, But we do find out that when we meet her, she's this secretary working for this chairman. However, it is revealed to us, and this may be a little spoiler, but it is revealed to us that she's actually the real person in power over there. She um, is like the head honcho. And the crazy thing is that she has this almost S&M relationship with the chairman and wow that was interesting to watch I'm just gonna say but he was basically a puppet chairman and she was the actual chairwoman um really calling all the shots behind the scenes and I just 
loved everything about her as a villain. She was, you know, she was a bad apple who came from a poor and abusive upbringing. And she had the personality when she was younger where she knew she didn't have access to certain things because she was poor and she was a a girl. Um, But that didn't stop her from wanting those things. That didn't stop her from wanting things that people told her she couldn't have. Um, And when she's younger, she meets Johan because she works in his house um, as a a maid. Um, And so she ends up, you know, knowing of Johan's misfortune as a young child and how he grew up and he knows hers. Um, And as a young girl, you know, as young kids, she develops a little crush on him. She likes him. Um, But even in in her young age, you can also see that, you know, she doesn't like anything more than she likes um, obtaining power and things. <laughs> um, like that is something that she's aware of and Johan is even aware of. And he calls her out on that. But, you know, their relationship as adults is <laughs> toxic to say the least. Um, and she, we can tell, has some sort of feelings for him or she is, you know, in love with him. And she wants to rule the world with him by her side. And um, but Johan has other plans and she isn't having it. She wants him for herself. She makes it a, her mission to basically bring him to her to his knees in front of her. Um, she wants to get rid of everyone around him so that he is just as lonely as she is. And that's something she continues to like repeat to him. It's like, I want to make you lonely. Like, I want to get rid of everything around you so you're just like me. So that he only has her at that point. And can you see? Like, isn't she a bad guy, man? She is a villainess. She's a villainess. Uh, but yeah, watching her though wrestle with this kind of inferiority complex and with her need for power and control hence you know why she may be into some S&M type things um but she's she's wrestling with all that while also wrestling with the fact that she is in love with Johan um and it's it's glorious to watch that kind of struggle for this her character I mean so well thought out and written oh she was such a fleshed out character um so as a villainess she was perfect um she had that fatal weakness and it was Johan um and it was lovely to watch her um be this real monster this real devil in the drama but one that I really really cared for um really really care for her at the end there it was it was like why do I care about her she's she's not the good guy but you care for her and that's how you write a good character like everyone take note um oh yes but yeah she was like a real monster and we ended up caring for her well at least I did um and which is funny that I'm calling her a real monster because that differs from Johan, who to me, throughout the entire drama, he only is a play pretend monster or a play pretend devil. Um, so yeah, let me go into my favorite character of probably all time right now. <laughs> One of my favorite characters of all time. And it will definitely have to be Kung Johan. Whew. Woo. So 
I would like to say that Johan is a tortured soul. Aren't they all, right? All, aren't all the great characters usually that? Um, and he makes himself like a martyr for his loved ones. And he wants to become this devil to defeat other devils. And that to me was very similar to Vincenzo and with, you know, the you got to be a bad guy to get other bad guys complex. And sometimes, you know, in dramas, that can be a little try hard, you know, like that's not the new, but you know, sometimes it's not always done very well. But for your Han, um, it's what makes you kind of like shake your head at him while you're watching him, and it makes you, you know, wag your finger at him <laughs> because you're watching and you're like looking at him, and you know he's not a monster, he's not a devil, he's not a bad guy, he's just one that believes he has no choice but to be. Um, and like Sona, who you know, can blame her rough upbringing for her evil ways. Johan has a similar sob story as well. Like, you know, he could be, he could be evil too. Um, so, you know, what we get to see with him and his past is him trying to pretend like the way that he is um, because of his past and the way others labeled him when he was younger and a child um, which was a devil. They called him a devil when he was a child. Um, he, you know, he, he, he wants to play into that. He wants to believe that's who he is. And he has every right to be that evil guy because, you know, he's been called that all his life. But, you know, as an adult and, you know, when he meets Guyon, he ends up wanting Guyon to view him differently than what he was as viewed as the you know in the past um the minute Guyon labels him evil or calls him the devil he immediately kind of rejects that and he becomes frustrated with Guyon and it's wonderful to watch because it's such that you know typical scenario where it's like you can tell Johan's like because I love you I want you to know the real me and you should know that I'm different than what others believed me to be and you should know that because I love you and you love me, right? Like that's that scenario that plays out between Johan and Guyon. And yeah, I'm saying that because that to me was what helped Johan's character bloom in a way. Him finding Guyon and what Guyon could, you know, be for him. And it made him want to keep him around. So he started making moves and shifts to his character to be what Guyon wanted him to be, even though he really, really struggles with that because he has a revenge plot that he's trying to carry out and Guyon is not helping, you know? So loved it. It was absolutely lovely to watch. Absolutely beautiful to watch. Um, the other thing to note about Johan's character is that He's played by G-Song. <laughs> Literally, you have to note this. He is played by G-Sung. Um, so there was something unnecessarily sensual and sexy about his character. Um, and he was also a little goofy and funny. And when he falls in love, it's obvious. So that was Jisung bringing that to this character. And I don't think if anyone else had played Johan, we would have gotten all of those different aspects to this Johan character. I think that was absolutely the actor bringing that 
um, character to life and with something that the, only that actor could do. Um, Ji Sung, uh, I saw him, you know, do be how he has been in the past in other dramas. Like you could see like some signature Ji Sung in this character and it was so good. Oh, it was so good because Ji Sung is really a comedic actor sometimes like for me at least he brings like this level of like comedy to characters that I'm like is that even supposed to be there but it never takes away you know from the strength or the power of his serious roles like Johan because that is a serious character but he still found a way to inject like this this little humor and this little quirkiness um and this sexiness to Johan's character. And I'm like super like gushing right now over Jisung because man, it, it watching him in this drama reminded me how absolutely amazing he is as an actor, but also how good looking he is. Oh my goodness. He is aging very well. He is aging very well. Um, oh, he's such a beautiful man. He was absolutely marvelous. One of his probably top performances, like, I've watched a lot of Jisung. I've watched him even in the films that he's been in. This is definitely one of his top, um, top roles, definitely. And I also just want to note that he and his wife this year have completely killed it with their dramas. I mean, absolutely brought it this year. One of my other lovely dramas that I watched this year was his wife was in, and mm, they could, they know how to pick their roles. They really, really do. So yeah, just wanted to say that. <laughs> um, but overall, I do want to say that everyone, all the characters in this drama, I mean, were amazing. Even your evil characters who had one job, be evil. Even those characters were interesting and they had some depth to them and they were sometimes very laughable, but that was the good stuff. Like that's what kept you, you know, watching them. And Guyon, played by Jin Young, was a wonderful character, but he was a ping pong character to me where I felt bad for him a lot of times because he was always being pushed and pulled and like kicked around um, a lot. And for a character like that, you could, I could easily see him becoming a little annoying and frustrating because um, he's always bouncing back and forth. He was always unsure, bouncing back and forth, back and forth. But you know, I still never at any point found his character annoying. It wasn't the case at all. I think instead I felt so much for him. Um, I felt a lot for him. And I felt a lot for Johan and Elia and Sona and even Suhyun, who is Guyon's BFF, but also the light of his life. You know, it, it was just a drama that made me feel so much um, for all his characters. And that's all I ever ask for in a good story man if I like your characters your plot your storyline I will figure it out but if those characters have me wrapped around their finger we're gonna have a good time and I'm gonna rant and I'm gonna rave about you um so yes perfect um lovely but I do want to go ahead and wrap this up um 
but before I do that, I want to mention a couple things. I do want to mention that there's a lot of CGI in this drama, and sometimes it could be a little distracting <laughs> because it was so obvious and maybe it wasn't the best, but hey, it doesn't take away from the drama at all, at least not for me. Um, I also, you know, there is this other fact to the drama that Guyon resembles Johan's dead brother and Elia's father. So that was a little, little jarring at times when, <laughs> to me, because I'm weird, but to me, it was very obvious that Johan didn't view Guyon in a brotherly way, but you know, that was, that's just probably me. Um, but if you are kind of like me, you might think it's a little weird, you know, watching the drama, seeing that he's supposed to be resembling his, you know, his dead brother. But at the same time, the way that they're interacting, you're like, but aren't, it looks like you're in love with him though. So, you know, that could be just me. That could be just me. Um, but yeah, this drama for me has has beat out my top two dramas of the year. I had two dramas that were vying for the number one position and this drama just completely came and like knocked them both down. (laughs) And this is the new reigning champ uh, for me in 2021. It is right now my favorite drama of 2021. I, there's nothing that I think I could pull from my other two top dramas that would actually knock it down like it's 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 definitely reigning supreme right now um it's just that I I felt so much I know that's a weird way of explaining why I loved a drama but I don't know how else to explain it except for I felt so much watching this drama there were so many emotions while watching this drama and I loved the experience of all of them um and I marathon this this drama. I marathon twelve episodes in two days, just so I could catch up to the the um, airing of the drama. And one of my biggest regrets for my podcast this year will definitely be not weekly recapping this drama. This drama was definitely worth a weekly recap. I like more than Vincenzo was. Like I should have been weekly recapping this drama. Um, and I missed that because I didn't start the drama when, you know, on time. I didn't start the drama with everybody else when it started airing. So I absolutely missed out on that. And I completely will regret that by the end of this year. I'm regretting it now and I'm going to regret it at the end of this year as well. When I'm looking over my favorite dramas of the year, I'm going to regret that I didn't give this drama all the love and attention that it deserved <laughs> from me. <laughs> Um, I'm so I'm like super dramatic about this drama. It's my little baby. Um, but yeah, I definitely won't re- regret placing this drama as my favorite of the year if nothing else comes to knock it out. Um, because right now we're in what August going into September and I've watched quite a few dramas this year and this one is sitting on top right now, sitting on top. Um, And I want to recommend this drama to anyone who, you know, likes political and courtroom dramas because to me it's top tier in both of those categories or genres. So if you like both of those individually or together, you're going to love this drama. And if you want to see some amazing cast chemistry, 
you gotta watch this. Um, because Ji Sung and Min Jung, two actors there, have worked together in the past, um, as well as Jin Young and the actress who plays Soo Hyun. So the chemistry is just, man, it's all around. Like all of them are like, we know each other. We got this. We we got this. We're good. Um, so it just made the the drama even more enjoyable, knowing that these actors enjoy working with one another. Ugh. Even like a little behind the scenes, you know, you got to check out your behind the scenes when, of dramas that you enjoy. Oh, so good. So good. And it's funny to me because like I'm calling Jisung, the actor, very comedic and I found him very funny. And I think he, there's something, you know, very funny about him. But like when I watch him in like the behind the scenes, he's just like super sweet, super adorable and like not and, and a little shy almost. It doesn't seem like he's that kind of big personality as he is when he's on screen you know acting so it was it's always wonderful to see that contrast when you watch behind the scenes of a drama as well um but yeah yeah if you've watched this drama please reach out to me seriously let's chat about it together i want to continue talking about this drama for a long time after um (laughs) i want to keep talking about it so please let me know so we can you know squeal about it together and if you haven't watched this drama yet um also reach out to me and let me know what you need to know about this drama to convince you to watch it because I will do my best to convince you to watch it. (laughs) So reach out. Let me know your thoughts either way, whether you've watched the drama or you haven't, let me know. Um, because I want to talk about this drama in any way that anyone will let me. Um, man, I regret not doing a weekly recap. Oh, I'm so mad at myself, but yes, I loved this drama. I am in love with this drama. Number, I mean, top drama of the year for me right now. It's the one to beat. It's the one to beat. So thanks for listening, everyone. That's all for this episode. And whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, I hope you have a great day. So everyone, it's been real. Lola's off. <laughs>